It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith, joined as always by Ryan Davy. Davy, how are you? Happy New Year. Are you a whole right. new person, Ryan? Are you a new person? Are you feeling oh, different? No. Oh, no. no. I'm the same terrible same person old. I used to be. Yeah. Are you a New Year's resolution guy? Uh, I used to be. I used to yeah. like really, really get into that kind of thing, but I think I'm off that now. Yeah. What's the point, really? I am just, who I am. You know? It should be, you know, don't be a dickhead. That should be everybody's every year and just stick with it. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start being nicer to people and I'm going to start being nicer to myself, Richard. You know what oh, I mean? Uh, oh, that is pretty heavy, actually. That's pretty heavy. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, you know, turn this into a thing, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself and, you know, I, I think it's time to let that go. I think that's a really good one. I yeah. think, but that should be year round. Like, don't give up on that in two weeks, please. Oh, I you won't. Know. I won't. Hang. You know how I, you know how I do. I'll keep you in check every week. I'll be like, hey, were you nice to yourself? And then you say, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> probably. No, no, I wasn't. Yeah. But Ryan, we have a jam packed episode. It's the dorkies. Hope you're wearing a tuxedo on your end. I actually am. I know that's yeah. not good for podcasting, but I actually no. am wearing a tuxedo. I did too. I mean, I, I went to great lengths. I actually, I don't own a tuxedo, so I rented one just for this. You'll have to take my word for it, but I'm sitting here. I got my top hat on. I have some champagne. I'm very excited. <laughs> I made a tote bag for all the winners, for all the dorkies. Nice. Actually, just all the all the nominees, in fact. Right. We had to have nifty gifties for everybody. Nifty gifties. What would you put in a nifty, a, a dork nifty gifty? I feel like we would have to put in like a Nintendo Switch. Like money for a P- for a PlayStation Network, like a PlayStation <laughs> Network card. You like a gift card for PlayStation <laughs> yeah. Network. Yeah, like, you know, maybe some V bucks. You know, some some like digital currency that nobody can, you can't spend in the real world. You know, exactly. And then like a hashtag dork hoodie, and then there you go. Yeah. That's yeah. that sounds pretty nice, actually. That's uh, some, pretty good. Some Death Wish coffee pods. You know, for yep. your cake, Death for your Wish coffee is a good yeah. one. Some of the uh, on sale Funko Pops from yeah. like. TV shows you've never heard of. You're like, what? Whatever, whatever what garbage Marcus gave us at, uh, at the Bit Bully Boy. Just oh, re-get uh, that. Seasons one through five of Fringe. Yeah, but only yeah. like one. So you could, like some person would get like season three of right. Fringe. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So let's uh, before we uh, hand out some awards, and I know this is going to be very controversial, so you mm-hmm. can uh, email us, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at dorkpodcast with what you think should have won for the, I think we have like 20 categories this year. And we, there's even more I'm sure we could get to. So hit us up there. But first, Ryan, let's get to the news. This week in yeah. All right, how about this? Kevin Feige saying that uh, the MCU could be developing the Fox Marvel characters, which they now own the rights to, as soon as early... 2019, which is right now, Ryan. We it are could, in 2019, yeah. so it could happen in the first six months of this year. What do you What do you make of this? It's about time, right? But I wonder with the well, it is. But I also wonder with the current state of things, it's too late to like get somebody into Endgame, right? Like I know there was the rumor out there that Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is going to be an Endgame, but like I, I would be shocked by that. I would be floored if that happened. Um, but not only that, I think, you know, we're getting into, you know, these people who are currently in the in the the lineup of the MCU aren't going to be around forever. They're not contracted forever. Right. So, like, you know, they got to start looking elsewhere. And I think you start with X-Men. You start with. Yeah. 
um, bringing them into the fold um, because they're a, they're a known entity and a hot commodity. So, you know, bring them in. Maybe get yourself a new Wolverine. You, you know? could. You could. I think the X-Men are in, you know, they're the, well, I don't know if they're the best character. I mean, I think they are. I mean, they're, they're like the most well-known that aren't in the MCU, although Deadpool is probably the most popular, like right yeah, now. Yeah, I would say so as well. You know, but that that also changes like your whole movie. Like if you try to sh- get him in there, it's tough. You could but do I, the with the Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. That would be they really. Should. They, they should. should do, do that. that. They should. Well, <laughs> they should bring everybody Punisher in. Kill the Marvel universe first in yeah. the upcoming season of Punisher, which is actually coming out in like a couple of weeks. I'm excited for that. Yeah. No, oh, I'm really, I'm real excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Us trailer, the new film from Jordan Peele. We saw the poster a while ago with. Uh, just a dude holding on to a, a pair of shears, Ryan, I think sure. is, what, is what you call scissors. It's like a gold yep. pair of shears. So this is Winston Duke, Lapita Nyong'o, and basically it looks like you're your own worst enemy, and it's like a mirror match. It's like and a it, Mortal Kombat yeah. mirror match is what we're dealing with here in the Us trailer. And it looks super creepy. Like the one where oh. they have like the they have the little kid in the family, like the little son, and like the yeah. his bad version of him is like wearing a mask, and they're like petting him, and he looks like like feral. I like don't that, like it, that. It actually looks really really creepy, and I'm actually pretty excited about this. This looks super. This looks like like Get Out was a great movie, but it really wasn't that scary like i don't think people were like you know you're you're gonna have nightmares about get out well yeah maybe you and i weren't we're white guys in our 30s but yeah we yeah. you know <laughs> I, I can understand where the fear actually is coming from and, and get out but you know for the most part it wasn't like a terror it was a good good movie but it wasn't like terrifying whereas this movie looks like it has the chance to be just nightmare real fuel. scary real yeah. scary so that that's um like you said uh, um Get Out was a little bit more psychological. This might just be straight yeah. up more towards your straight horror movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And that's another mm-hmm. one that comes out, uh, I think, March 15th. So it's not too far away for that one. Uh, also, just coming out, uh, I believe, at the stroke of midnight on New Year's or right around there, Stranger Things Season 3, they had like a really interesting kind of teaser. It was almost four minutes long mm-hmm. and... What was it, like on Periscope, basically? It was like you could jump yeah. in. Was, I saw it on Twitter, but you could jump in and comment on it in real time. And it was like New Year's Eve 1985. It was like Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve. And it was like ping pong and back and forth between like the mall and Hawkins, then back to New Year's. Again, they're, they're going for like a creepy type of thing. And, and yeah. also they announced that uh, officially it will be out July 4th of July this year. July 4th. And it's, it's a summer season. It takes place in the summer, which is, yeah. which is cool. Um, one thing I noticed, did you see the poster for it as the well? Posters, the poster is awesome. And so we tweeted both of those out at Dork yeah. Podcast if you guys haven't seen them yet. But the poster is really – they've always done a great job with the – like the season one and season two posters I have in my Dragon Slayer. And the season three poster looks even, even better. So you notice that Will and Eleven are the only people looking back at what's at what's coming. So like you know they're the only ones who can see it. So maybe that's a good tip. Maybe like we're uh, maybe we're they're tipping their hand a little bit there. You know. Yes, yes they are. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I mean that is season two was good. I I liked it a lot. I thought they were both really strong. And so I wonder where they go from here. Like, is this it? Like, did they announce that this is going to be? I it think they. I think someone said that this is it. Like, this okay. is it's a trail. It was meant to be a trilogy, and this is this is it. So it's a complete story. Well, I like that. Finish yeah. strong. You don't want because then pretty soon the kids are going to be in like a really awkward phase of their lives. Right. Yeah, and I think uh, they're going to yeah they're going to start you know hooking up with each other. I don't need that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, things things work best in threes. You know. 
Yes, they do. So that's yes, uh, let's do. leave it at that. Let's let's, let's just, leave it at that. Let's just leave it leave it alone. Yep. All right, that's all the news uh, pretty much that I got, Riley. Want to get to your news? Please, let's do that. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, what do you have? All right, so in keeping with the spirit of the dorkies, um, I just have the video game minute is going to be the top five, you can't play everything, games that i missed i know i missed this year that i will play eventually and games to look forward to in 2019 is that all right with you that's perfect so um i would say i don't call it top five but the games that i i would say we missed this year i specifically missed this year um a lot of a lot of indie games which are top of like kotaku and polygon like a lot of like um games that are on top of their like game of the year list that i missed um those games being celeste uh, Gris or Greece, Gris, uh, and the return of Obra Din. These are like on the everyone's top ten list, and I, I completely whiffed on them this year. Are and these then all we PC had, games or are those also so those like are no, they're they're all indie games. PS4? You can you can get them on on whatever. Oh, um, okay. And I would say the two big ones that I, I honestly I missed um, were Monster Hunter World, which I didn't um, I didn't I didn't get to play, which I, I will at some point. It's mm. you know open world Capcom game looks cool. I just I just uh, it came out right around the same time as like God of War and Spider Man. So like what am I going to do there? You know yeah right exactly. Um, and Tetris Effect, which is the VR Tetris game, which I'm told is, <laughs> by some people is like the best game of the year. That's interesting. Um, like yeah, 3D Tetris and whatever. Um, and the game that I missed that I actually am playing now is Hollow Knight. Um, which is another uh, Metroidvania kind of like Dead Cells kind of thing, but um, yeah. I'm playing that right now. So those are the ones I missed. I know I missed. Um, but games to look forward to in 2019. I'll just rip you off a quick list: uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, Days Gone, which is an open world zombie game, which I will oh, definitely be playing. Nice. Uh, the Resident good. Evil Two remake. Yep. Which uh, Doom Eternal, Ooh. which I will definitely be playing. So, uh, Sekiro shadows die twice. This is the game, uh, by from software, the people who make like, uh, dark souls and bloodborne and all those games, probably not going to play that. Cause those, those people can suck all the farts. Oh my God. I was talking, I was just fine. I was talking to my wife's cousin during Christmas and yeah. like, those are all the games that he plays are like the bloodborne and what are the other, what's the other one? Dark souls. Dark Souls, like he's. Yeah. Just like, I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, I have zero. Like, I, yeah, I've played those games for ten minutes tops. I'm like, I cannot play those games. He's like, oh, I love them. He's like, I just. He's like, I'll just play just, for hours and hours and hours. I'm like, well, you're a psycho. There has to be some sort of like fun involved with video games, and those games just aren't fun. Like yeah, they're not brutally hard. Like just oh, brutally hard. Um, yeah. So there's that. So you have the Division Two. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. I really liked The Division 1. It got repetitive, but I did like it. Yeah. Uh, Rage 2, which looks like an improvement on Rage 1, which uh, it was a very underrated game. And then you have Skull and Bones by Ubisoft, which is everything you liked about Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag with the pirates and stuff. Yep. It's just an open world pirate game now. Mm. They're calling it Skull and Bones. And the last two I will mention are Anthem and Gears of War 5, which are the only Xbox exclusives that I could find. So Xbox okay. is really hanging their hats on these two games being a success. And Man. if they're not, I don't know where they go from there. And I love um, Gears of War, but you I do. Mean, if, that's, if that's your only standalone, or essentially yep. your only standalone. Coming out this year, I think. And then uh, The Last of Us 2, which yes, is, uh, in, you're, you're looking forward to that. Everyone should be. Yes. PlayStation exclusive. We will definitely be playing can't that. Wait. So Absolutely. Can't wait. So hey, that's I have a it. Question. I have a yeah. question about uh, VR. Mm-hmm. I saw one of these videos where a guy was like, 
<laughs> he put the headset on and he was playing VR. He was doing a boxing match. Oh, that, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's standing in the middle of his family room and he puts the thing on. The bell rings and he ru- he sprints towards the TV and like punches the TV screen. Yeah, so that's one of the things that you get. It's very disorienting. I've only played a little bit of VR, but it's super yeah, that's disorienting. Question. Like, do you do you, like how much space do you need? And aren't you afraid you're gonna sort of you know crash into a wall well you're not supposed to move you're supposed to just like you hear the guys in the video being like stand still like you you don't have to like i know he like thinks it's like boxing and you like run because he's playing like the creed boxing game and he you think you have to like run at the guy at it he ran yeah. straight <laughs> and it looked like it was terrible like, even if he was fighting somebody it would not have been very good like you just no. flailing at the guy and like punched the screen and like tripped over and i'm <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, well, that guy looks like an idiot, but I'm like, would that would I do that? Like, I don't yeah, even so know. Your instinct would be to like move, but you're not supposed to. You're just supposed to like move your head and your hands. Like, you're not supposed to like run anywhere, yeah. you know. So you don't need it that much fun, space. Yeah, yeah, it, it does, does look, look fun, nice. and uh, obviously Beat Saber looks awesome. Like that's the game. It's like Guitar Hero, but with like lightsabers. So yeah, I'm into that. That's badass. But I don't yeah. know how you don't break something in your house without. Oh, you need you need a, you need some room for activities. I think the dragon's lair will uh, allow you afford you that opportunity. But dragon's you need some lair space. will. But there's like a little bit of a dip into the laboratory. That's where yeah. I call my computer room. And right. That could be devastating. Yeah. So you, you just stand still. <laughs> just don't move. Whatever you do. All right. That's that might the trick. Be, Maybe sometime 2019, maybe we'll get some VR. And we, yeah. Be let's, good get, too to, let's get to a like, sponsor, huh? Let's get someone to VR. get us yeah. some VR. If you're out there and you're sitting on a whole mess of these VRs, send them our way. We'll plug your product. How's that? Or sound? if you, maybe if you're attached to like the leading, you know, sports radio station in, in, a, in a major sports market, yeah. you know, maybe they would look to uh, maybe, you know, throw us a bone or two. I'm, well, you would you would hope. Maybe that's, you would the, hope. that's the goal for 2019. That's the goal. To actually get us stuff. Or just nice. to like acknowledge that like I exist. You know, that would be nice. That'd be good too. Just to be like, hey, oh, you're not doing that podcast solo the whole time? Yeah. No. No, I'm That'd not. be great. That'd be nice. So b- modest goals is what we're Yeah, what that's we're all we at. need. That's all we need. Ryan, let's get to the topic du jour, shall we? I forgot what that was, I'm sorry. Oh, it's the topic of the day. And okay. today is the 2018 Dork Awards, aka the Dorkies, which we will be handing out a variety of topics, of course, covering movies, TV. Mainly movies and TV, but also video games and comic books. Um, as six is the number here, six stones. So every one of these categories, actually almost every one of these categories, has six nominees. Mm-hmm. And then, so we, we've already determined the nominees. We've not determined the winner yet, so we can each make our pitch for what we think. If we agree on one, great. We have a, not, a unanimous dorky winner. If not, we'll crown co-dorkies. The point is not to... Go nuts about this. These are we're just celebrating the year in hashtag dork. Makes sense. Yes, makes sense to me. All right. First things first. Just to put this out there, I think this is interesting to look back on the year. The top six at the worldwide box office. Just so you can look back and be like these were the money makers in 2018. Uh, I, I do want to mention Aquaman is currently seventh, but I have a pretty good feeling the way it's doing. This is worldwide gross. Right. It's going to probably pass number six, but. You're six right now from six to one. Mission Impossible Fallout. Venom is five. Number four is Incredibles 2. Number three is the sweet dino action that was <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Number two, Black Panther. Number one, Avengers Infinity War. No real surprises. I, I would say Venom did really well uh, world, more 
did better than I thought it was going to do worldwide. Yeah, and I, it's made more money now than any other than Aquaman. It's made more money than any DC movie, which is crazy. I think Aquaman's going to pass it. Yeah, I think Aquaman is doing. Aquaman's going to pass Mission Impossible Fallout probably pretty soon. Yeah, it's going to take a and then also of note, Infinity War over two billion worldwide, so a pretty is, significant drop. Yeah. And then Black Panther and Jurassic World are both in like the one point three billion. Nothing two to sneeze at. Billion dollars. Yeah. Unbelievable. And if you look at uh, Incredibles two, which is also a Disney movie, three of the top four movies are Disney. Jurassic World, the Universal, <laughs> Venom, Sony. Oh my God! Disney made Crazy. so much money. Crazy, yeah. Ryan, I would say I, I was trying to look at it. I think I watched about twenty-five movies. So clearly, there were so many and that that I missed. And mm-hmm. so these are winners that really are combined that you and I have have seen. So again, feel free to email us and, and tweet us about other ones. We definitely missed some. So if you're like, I can't believe you didn't think, like maybe we just didn't see it. So yeah. Let's start things out with the You Can't Watch Everything Award. Oof. And we actually have a mix here of both TV shows and movies. Sure. Uh, the first three nominees are all, I have not seen these. I don't know if you have. Have you seen any of these three? I have not seen any of these. Okay, perfect. So mm-hmm. uh, we have not seen any of these. So the first three, Black Klansman, Creed Two, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, and then the three television shows, season two of Atlanta, because I did see season one. Mm-hmm. I did not see season two. I heard it was great. Homecoming and The Good Place. Yeah. So, I mean, th- looking at it right now, like Black Klansman, I mean, that's definitely something I should watch and something I plan on watching. Um, yeah, that'll be two- one I'll probably watch before the Oscars comes out. Yeah, because I think it's getting a lot of buzz. I think yeah. um, it was a really good – and uh, Adam Driver is – basically awesome in anything he does so he is, yeah quite good so i'm i'm excited for that um and you got denzel's kid uh in this in this movie that's as right. well so that's right so i'm definitely gonna check this out i do enjoy spike lee movies with the exception of he got game um i did not care <laughs> for that movie i know you did very much but uh, uh i did I like do. he got game yeah. i was not a big mo better blues fan i thought that was a bit of a snore but <laughs> but yeah but for um, the most part he's yeah. got some good a lot of good movies mm-hmm. or joints Joints, yes, they're yeah, first of them as joints, yes. Now, Creed 2, I really want to see. We, we considered doing a standalone on it, but with everything that was going on, we ended up not seeing it. I'm sure it's not great. I'm sure the first one's better, but I still want to see it. Fantastic Beasts got bad reviews, but we like the universe. We're not, you know, we're not obsessed with the universe, but we like it. And so the first movie was good. I do want to see this, but it was not a theater movie for me. So and I, and that's not a theater movie for me either. And it, it begs the question is like Johnny Depp, just like now box office poison at this point. Yeah, maybe he's Although had some the, real stinkers recently. It did pretty well. Like critically, it didn't do well. It didn't make a lot of money. I, I think it was 10th overall. So, I mean, it made money, but that's also just if you slap a Harry Potter on there, people are going to see it. Right. You know? And I know I think, you know, I don't think the bloom is completely off that rose, but I think, you right. know, this has to be the worst by far of the Harry Potter movies. Right. Probably. Yeah, yeah probably. So I would say Black Klansman, like if all of these were on right now, just on my TV right now, I think Black Klansman would be the first one I watch. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. All right, Ryan, what's the next? Uh, so that so congratulations, Black Klansman. You get the dorky for the You, you Can't Watch the, Everything Award. I can't watch everything for movie. <laughs> but in terms of, like, TV, um, I haven't seen – I think I've seen five minutes of Atlanta total. It's great. Or first, season one, anyway, was great. And I know 
it, it's on my list of like, it, I just, I don't know why. Like, I just keep forgetting about it. It's yep. just one of those that uh, I, I know I need to watch it. And for me, this is the clear winner in terms of television. I agree. Like, I absolutely need to watch because um, it's, it's kind of like everything I like. So, mm. you know, I need, to, I need to check that out for sure. All right, Ryan, what's the next award? Oh, the next uh, So we, we're, we're going for You Can't Watch Everything. We're still doing Steal a Smooch here. We're no, going go to on the next one. one. Yeah, go to that one. All right, we're going, we're going to Steal a Smooch, Richard. Now, yes. this is maybe the most controversial of all of, all of our awards this year for the dorkies. Yes. Um, now, we don't typically like to, you know, put women in this position. But, you know, we are hot-blooded American men. Um, That's right. We have... And and again, people people think that steal a smooch means you know something that you know is aggressive. It's not. It's not. It's just at all. something that you just a quick quick little uh, peck on the lips. Peck, see if see you know? see what the response is, and then see, wait and to just, respond. Hopefully it's a good just, response. Hopefully it's a good. If it's not, yeah. then it was friendly. You know, you know, it was friendly. We'll, uh, and you apologize and you move on. Exactly. So just to these are um, this award uh, could go to any of these any of these uh, fine fine uh, young ladies. Yeah. Um, uh, the first, I know you're a big fan. Um, yeah. Zoe Saldana, Gamora, and Avengers: Infinity War. Well, yeah, I like that very much. You like that very much. I like that very much. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other nominees: Nakia, uh, Lupita Nyong'o in Black Panther, Evangeline Lilly in Ant Man and the Wasp, Zazie Beetz in Deadpool Two, uh, Rachel McAdams as Annie Davis in Game Night, and Margot Robbie in basically anything she does. Whatever movie she was in, she was in three different movies or four She's in three different movies, different movies. this year, yeah. including Mary Queen of Scots, where. She does not look great, but it's still Margot Robbie under there. Let so. me. T- hey, do you want a quick history lesson, Richard? Uh, yeah, I think so, I do. So, um, the white makeup uh, in in cla- in antiquity, you know how you get like that. It was, you know how now you're supposed to look tan in order yeah. to be more attractive. You you put on you go pl- it, that, and that's meant to be like I can go to like warm places even in cold weather because I have so much money. It's an affluence thing. The more uh-huh. tan you look, the more leisure uh-huh. time you have. Uh-huh. Well, back in the day, the more time you spent inside meant you had more money. So the women would typically paint their faces mm. white um, with things that contained a high level of arsenic, Ugh. which it's not great. It did no. terrible things to your skin. And did you know that in uh, ancient Rome, the, you found high concentrated levels of arsenic was in crocodile shit. <laughs> so that's they would powderize that and turn it into makeup. So there you go. You know what I was thinking about the other day is for all these professional sports teams, there's not a single one that's the crocodiles. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's a regional thing. I think we're more an alligator. Uh, the United States has more alligators than crocodiles. So. Yeah, I, I guess because like Florida Gators, good nickname. But I was thinking the other yep. day, I'm like, how come a team's not the Crocodiles? Like that be because a nice if you team. call them the Crocs, and then you, there's the comparison to rubber shoes, rubber footwear, all wearing and rubber shoes. Yeah, but yeah, Crocodiles do predate Crocs. You'd have to you'd have to give that, that. is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, and teams have been around a long time. You would think there'd be like some team out there like the Kalamazoo Crocodiles. You'd be like, perfect. <laughs> Like whether or well, not I mean, they have got, crocodiles, who cares? There's no jazz. There's no jazz music in Utah. It yeah, wouldn't they, be any worse than minor league baseball with the hot wieners and the trash pandas, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And maybe there is a crocodile in the in the minor league system. They have everything. Who but, knows? Um, all right. So my my pick is Gamora. I've said it all year long. I said it dating back to Guardians one, two. Doesn't matter. Gamora. Uh, pick of the pod. Zoe Saldana. Oh, no. Pick of the pod, Gamora, not Zoe Saldana. Avengers Infinity War, that would be my pick, but all very good options here. All very good. I'm going to take, and because this is a very underrated movie, and this is a bit of an upset, I'm going to take uh, Rachel McAdams in Game Night. 
Okay. She had a little bit of a, a bit of a swagger to her that I very, very much appreciated. And out of all these women who I could see myself being in a relationship with, that's, that's the one I would pick. Someone who gets super competitive at trivia and game nights. I'm in. Yes. That's pretty good. I, of course, would go for the most dangerous woman in the Mm. galaxy, Gamora. Yeah, you would. That's more up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ryan. So congratulations to both uh, Zoe Saldana and Rachel McAdams. You guys can uh, pick up your dorkies anytime. The Best Comic Book Movie Award, Ryan. It was a jam-packed year. One of the best we've ever seen in comic book movies. So much so that some of the comic book movies didn't even make it into the top six here. So your six nominees for Best Comic Book Movie... Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, Deadpool 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Venom. What Although a year, you huh? Swap, you, you could swap Venom out for Aquaman. We talked about it last week. They're very similar, mm-hmm. you know, as far as, like, how enjoyable they are. But anyway, there's your list. I think it got it ended up getting some pretty good competition, but to me it has to be Infinity War. I would say, given the scope, we do not exist in a vacuum so i would say that avengers infinity war would might get the edge but as a standalone movie as a movie itself not in part of a larger universe i would give this to spider-verse yeah i mean they were they were the only two six stones that i think we gave out or actually, as you, you might have done five and a half for, but either way but like those are the two highest rated this year i would say avengers infinity war um was a great is first part of a great culmination of you know 10 years of work um black panther is probably the most important comic book movie this year um something that um in terms of you know the message and 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 representation i think black panther is very important but that's gonna get that's gonna get oscar buzz as well but i would say out of all of these the only one that's actually going to win an oscar is into the spider verse that's going to win best animated movie it has to it better yeah they better not give it to like incredibles 2 no this was so small foot oh so good um yeah don't knock small foot we had that in the movie draft i know we did it got us some points it got us some points yeah all right that's a good one so uh so yeah we'll go co-winners there infinity war and spider verse i think that one's more split i would think if we put a poll up it would probably be more infinity war but spider verse would actually get votes i don't think any of the other ones would and again, like I said, as a standalone movie, yeah, that was like, great. Like, a, if you had two hours to sit and enjoy a movie, like I would mm-hmm. watch Spider Verse over Infinity War. I know that sounds sacrilegious, but that movie's just so fun and just makes you smile from end to end. Oh, speaking about uh, sitting there for two plus hours, this is an idea Davey and I were kicking around. We may now that it's on Netflix, we may do a commentary track for Infinity War. <laughs> yeah, I think it could work. It if could you get work. Two and a half hours to spare. I, I say we watch it. We have our, our little witty repartee, and then we post that up. People can watch along. It'd be a whole thing. I wonder if we can do that, um, just the audio. If we just like had the audio or tell people to like watch along with us. Yeah, that's what you do. We'll just yeah. we'll set it up and be like, start it right now. now. Yeah. And then you watch it, and then we'll just have that sound way down. You know, We'll have to watch it mainly, not necessarily on mute, but pretty close to it, because we can't yeah. like have that picked up on our feed, obviously. Right. But, yeah, so we'll do that at some point, maybe in a couple of weeks, because... Uh, Next week, we're going to preview all the 2019 movies. 
the week after that, we got a couple things planned. So, but at some point, we'll we will get to that. And we'd be twitching. We might twitch it. Who knows? We could be even. T- we could even twitch the damn thing. Yeah, let's Ryan. Do it. What is the next dorky? The next dorky uh, category we are going to is best horror movie. Now, I know this is something that's going to be contentious with the two of us, given yes. that they were so the the. The range of horror movies we have here is so very different, and the six we have here are A Quiet Place, Annihilation, Halloween, Hereditary, Mandy, and The Nun. So you have your psychological, you have your offbeat horror, and you have your just like straight ahead, like straight ahead slasher movie. Yeah, not, um, not a terrible year. I wouldn't say it was a great year for horror, but not terrible. There's some, and, and I was... There's three that stick out to me that were my favorites, um, and the rest, it kind of fizzled for me. Okay. So, uh, The Nun, again, you saw it in the theater. I saw kind of uh, my own version of it and was not blown away. It was not great. Um, I did like, this is like a minor spoiler for The Nun, but I did like how they tied it in with the Conjuring verse. So, like... As, as somebody, and we all are fans of giant universes, I loved that they were able to do that. But again, like that was, to me, the highlight. And like the rest of the movie was eh. So, yeah, the mask is scary. So, like right away, every time the nun's on the screen, you're, you're, yeah. it's kind of scary. But this is definitely the worst of the group. Although, I never saw Mandy. I do oh. need to see Mandy. Yeah. Now, if you're a fan of, like, say, Evil Dead, where it's just completely off the wall. Uh, crackers, as you would say. Like yeah. this movie is a, it looks really cool. Um, and if you're looking at, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a big story guy, but if you're looking in terms of story, like it's just not there, but it's just absolutely insane. And if you're a fan of horror, you need to watch it. It's just basically someone, you know, just gave Nicolas Cage the right to just be an absolute psycho. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you need to see Mandy. It like, it's great. All right. All right. I do want to see that. I, so my winner would actually be Annihilation. I like that one the best. And it does get a little kind of wonky, a little weird at the end. It's more sci-fi probably than horror, but there are horror elements enough in there to put it in this category. Uh, this is the one with Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. And they basically go into like the um, the upside down, essentially. Like it's kind of like <laughs> Stranger Things-ish. But they have guns, but, right? Yeah, yeah, but with guns. It's a good good cast. Kind of create like some really weird part, like stuff that you've never seen in movies before. So that would be the one that I recommend the most, and that would be the one I'd give it to. And I, I, I you're gonna hate it. I'm gonna give it I to know. Hereditary. Um, you know what? I think I like. Well, I like Hereditary more than A Quiet Place, so I'm okay I with did the too. Hereditary. And that's pick. why I was going back and forth between the two. I think A Quiet Place was a little uneven. Um, there, were, it started out hot, and then kind of, eh, you know, like towards yeah. the end, I was kind of over it. Um, Hereditary. It's kind of like this slow build, and I love just like creepy psychological stuff, as you know. Tony like Collette I, is awesome. In she it. is incredible. She's in, incredible, incredible in it. Yeah, in it. So um, I would say my pick, best horror dorky for me, goes to Hereditary for best horror movie of the year. All right, there you go. So we'll split that Hereditary with uh, Annihilation for best horror movie. We now go to best comedy, where believe it or not. This is how bad of a year it was in comedy, or at least movies that Davey and I saw. Yeah. We don't even have six nominees. No. That's how bad comedy is this year. This was probably the worst year for straight comedy I think I've ever seen. It's terrible. Like, they don't make comedies anymore. So no. these, are, these are the four nominees that we have. Deadpool 2, Game Night, The Happy Time Murders, and Tag. 
Like, that's it. That's like, awful. I, I even had to Google, like, best 2018 comedies. And movies they considered to be comedies, like, weren't awful. really comedies. I was going to say, Ant-Man and the Wasp probably could have had enough comedy to maybe even be included. Right. Deadpool 2... I guess it's a comedy, but it's also a superhero movie. And so that's, to me, the clearly yeah. the, the funniest movie that all year. It's the funniest movie all year, for I mean, for you. But then you have, like, Tag was actually a serviceable comedy movie. I did movie. not see Tag. Yeah. Tag's it actually... look dumb as fuck. It's dumb, but it has yeah. its moments. Um, yeah. And, uh... I thought Game Night was going to be a little bit better. And, like, you know, we've already talked about the Happy Time murders. Like, it, it definitely could have been better. They had maybe the, the best... The funniest moment, at least for me, but they also gave it away in the trailer. <laughs> and you, you know, give, it gave away. It away in the trailer, but you give it away. You give it away every week, too. And I give it away. Well, now that Josh Gordon's gone, I don't tweet it out anymore. Yeah. But that was the best. That was hilarious. Like, I was, like, on the floor crying laughing when I first saw that. And that I would say good. there was a moment. There are several moments in game night where, like, I thought, um, and we'll get into a little bit later, but there was one part of game night that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and that yeah. was Jesse Plemons character. Like whenever he was on screen was like save the whole movie. Right. Yeah. So he was definitely um, the best part. Best part of that movie for sure. So other than All Rachel right. McAdams, obviously. Well, of course. All mm-hmm. right. So let's give it to Deadpool two then. Best comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I think Deadpool takes it. All right. Uh, Brian the next and, one. So we, yeah, so we have, one. um, this, this is, is a big one. So this is just the best movie. Um, and so I took this as non comic book movie. Um, I of course so we did have not. A, <laughs> you of course did not as the nominees. So we have A Star is Born, Infinity War, Black Panther, Spider-Verse, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and You Were Never Really Here. Um, the other movie I would add to this, and this is a late edition, we, I, 2018 was so long that we did. I totally forgot that Blade Runner 2049 came out in 2018. Oh, is that right? That's how long this year has been. So Wow. So we get to add that to the list. But um, I think I was thinking non-comic book movie for this, obviously. Um, and I think, honestly, uh, whew, wait, if Blade I, Runner came out this year. I think sure? so. I'm almost okay. positive. All right. Let me look. Let me look that up. Or it was like late 2017, but it definitely came out. No, it came out 17. Okay, so skip 70, that. So cross that um, out. Cross that out. So we're, we're back to our original six. Um, and I would say this comes down to the best movie. Um, I would say, for me, would be Won't You Be My Neighbor, um, the documentary about Mr. Rogers. Uh, it just made me want to... I, I talked about my New Year's resolution, wanting to be a better person. And this it kind of stems from watching this movie. And just yeah. like, what a nice guy Mr. Rogers was. And we all need... You know, I've actually had my kids like start watching Mr. Rogers just just to be like, you need to know who this person is. <laughs> you need to mix you know? in some of this, yeah. you know, yeah. be, be a good person. I've not seen that one yet, so I'm sure I'll love it. So I think that would that definitely is worthy of it. I mean, for me, it's Infinity War. Infinity War was just awesome. And the fact that they could take whatever it was, 19 movies to build up for it, to have that many characters on the screen and to get something out of all of them, to have like the maybe the best villain that we've seen in the MCU or at least close to it and like have it make sense in like, in like a intergalactic level. Like I just thought it was great. And there was, there was even some comedy in it. There was some emotional stuff in it. The action was good. I just, it was what almost impossible to live up to the expectations. And it did. So and it did. It absolutely yeah. did. Um, even with it being spoiled, you know, we, I enjoyed that <laughs> from like start to finish. 
Um, I, yeah, it was kind of a raw deal there. But, yeah, uh, but in terms of just like, like you said, that's, that's an achievement in and of itself to get that on big of an ensemble cast. Yeah, and nuts. all of them were significant and all of them played to their strengths. And, you know, to write that that well uh, was incredible. Um, but all of these movies on this list, I would say, are must watches. Must watch yeah. all of these movies. You haven't seen For A Star sure. is Born yet, right? I have not seen uh, A Star is Born or Won't You Be My Neighbor. I did see I, You Were Never Really Here. You did see. And you, you liked it? I liked it fine. It was like yeah. middle of the pack movie for me. Um, I would say A Star is Born and Won't You Be My Neighbor. And this is going to this is going to sound not great, but real tears. I cried real tears wow. in both movies. How about that? Yeah. So huh. check right. those out. I'll give it a go. Mm-hmm. All right. The next uh, dorky goes to the best villain of 2018. The nominees are Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. Thanos, played by Josh Brolin in Avengers Infinity War. We're going with Wilson Fisk, and we're going to go double time here. Either mm-hmm. Wilson Fisk from the Daredevil Netflix series, Vincent D'Onofrio, or the uh, Wilson Fisk kingpin in Spider-Verse as voiced by Liev Schreiber. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Myers from Halloween, Juggernaut from Deadpool 2, and Prowler from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So I think it. I think the fir- it comes down to the first two guys for me. It, it's and it might you could call it a tie. And I think yeah. what Marvel nails that DC has yet to figure out is that the best villains you can put in a movie are ones that you kind of you're like he kind of has a point. Yeah, like I kind of exactly exactly. Like I kind of get it. Like and if you were to win this one, I would be okay with it. And I think <laughs> that. Killmonger for me gets the slight edge because he kind of set that tone. Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger was so it kind of ruined for him yeah. right on the cusp of like you know what this yeah. kid kind of has a point and like the you know Wakanda kind of screwed him and you know left him kind of you know to to basically die you know and he you know comes back and kind of exposes you know this perfect society for what it is. And basically calls them out for being cowards and not yeah, helping he when sweet. they could have helped. And that's the idea that I really, if you can help someone, you help them, right. you know, and, um, and they just sat back and did nothing. So in that regard, like you're kind of rooting for him. Um, same way with Thanos. So, you know, like as, as crazy as the idea is when he explains it, you're like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. You're like, I get it. You're like, I also don't know why you couldn't just make the universe bigger. Yeah, like if you think we're running out of natural resources, you have the ability to add more natural resources. Yeah, so maybe. But, way, but that's what makes yeah. him a villain, mm-hmm. you know? So at the end of the day, so I would, what do you think, Killmonger slightly? I would give it the slight edge to Killmonger. Yeah, and I think, okay, so congratulations to Killmonger. And then I think you could probably include him in the next list, uh, Ryan, add him to the, to the pile of sure. nominees we have for best overall character. Uh, best overall character. So we we split this down. We'll add him. We'll add Killmonger, uh, Michael B. Jordan. A lot of Black Black Panther on this list. Uh, but we'll start. So Shuri, played by Letitia Wright in Black Panther. Incredible surprise. Didn't think she would be as good a character as she was. She was awesome. Uh, M'Baku, played by Winston Duke, who I loved in Black Panther. I thought he, he was, was an awesome too. character. Yeah. Um, Jake Johnson, voicing Peter B. Parker as Sp- uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Um Another one, uh, Jesse Plemons playing Gary 
in game night. Yeah. The co- <laughs> the next door the guy next door neighbor and yeah. uh Rob Delaney's Peter in Deadpool 2 who was a he fan was awesome. favorite. He, he was, was great. so good. Like he was good in the trailer and you're like, "Ah, oh, well I wonder if like that comedy's kind of wasted in the movie." And then he was a mate like the scene of him jumping out of the plane like that whole plane sequence is one of the best of the year. It's, and, and one then, of the best lines is like, "Who would have Who would have known that a high wind would blah blah blah?" And Domino's <laughs> like, "We to, we told you. We everyone one knew of that." The chances like we were warning <laughs> you the entire time, but then like all these superheroes are dying, and then Peter lands. <laughs> The Deadpool's reaction to Peter landing and like just seeing him in like a regular like regular person clothes with his face getting smashed against with the wind and like the goggles on and then he lands he's like Peter you magnificent bastard and then dead and then he dies immediately (laughs) so everyone dies who would have thought that high wind would be such and like we did we told you everyone we did what a great character though what an awesome character Uh, but a lot of great characters. Um, I'm going to give my tip of the hat to uh, Peter B. Parker, which is um, probably my favorite character in any movie this year. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it for me. So that's, that's a unanimous one. Peter B. Parker, who's wearing sweatpants. I mean, at one point, <laughs> he like, had to get that bagel. Different shoes, like just an absolute mess. And, and I think I said it during the Spider-Verse episode, but I love characters like that who whatever their skill might have been, like say they were, you know, I don't know, like a former police officer or, yeah. or a former superhero in this case or whatever. And they're kind of like out of shape. They're kind of down on their luck, but they haven't lost like what made them so good. And so they still have that ability in them. Cause you're like, Oh, well, this guy can't fight anymore. It's like, no, yeah, he can. Like it's, it's still there. Like I, I love that. Yep. And again, just a, a completely flushed out. I mean that in my mind, that is our, our Peter Parker, like the six, one, six Peter Parker, right. um, in that movie who we all know, um, so uh, the, and just to see him, like you said, he, that Peter Parker is kind of a bum. Like he's just kind of a guy who just just like, a dude. Yeah. Who just, just uh, can't hold a job like has can't like maintain a relationship. Just, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's the Peter, the truest Peter Parker I know of. So I loved it. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, he, uh, he gets the dorky. So speaking of uh, disappointing people around you, our next dorky category is our biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, a lot of, a lot of these um so biggest disappointment uh the nominees are the happy time murders maniac ready player one solo a star wars story sicario day of the soldado and super troopers 2 now all of these are worth mentioning as why they disappointed us um yeah. so re- uh, so the happy time murders for star i know you were very excited about the sweet puppet action as was i I liked um, the, I liked the movie. It could have been better, and I, I understand like why you wanted to include it here. And I felt as though it was kind of half-assed. Like they could have really gone for it, and they and they didn't. Well, the biggest um, problem I thought, and so first of all, I'm so thrilled they made a rated R puppet movie. Yes. I'm glad that that existed. So that's why I think I liked it even more than than maybe it deserved. The problem was the main guy. Uh, what the hell is his name? Whatever the whatever the, the main, blue puppet, yeah, the main blue puppet, the guy that was jizzing all over the walls, <laughs> he wasn't funny enough. Not like, at all. That character need like he didn't say anything that was really funny, and that sucked. Like Gooper was good, Melissa McCarthy was good, Maya Rudolph was good, but he wasn't. Like he needed to be. If he was better, I think the movie would have been yeah. Uh, and I just got a lot differently. And I just thought it was just kind of. 
fine. You know, like there, like you said, there were some funny moments. Um, one of the under with the one where, uh, Melissa McCarthy's like trying to give the puppets money. And they, <laughs> you remember, like on the boardwalk, like she's trying to like get information out of them. Oh and my god, like, great! That was a pretty funny part. The part with Gooper was really funny, and Gooper's obviously amazing. The, Continental hot sock, <laughs> and the, obviously the office. The office scene was was good. Um, the, be, the best delivered line maybe in the whole year is when Gooper tells Melissa McCarthy that he'll suck her dick for fifty cents, and she says, "Well, that is a really good price." <laughs> <laughs> That's the best line of the whole goddamn she, thing. And she's she's it's legitimately really funny. Like she has great she timing. Good. She's legitimately like, funny. She's snorting like the sugar or whatever. Or oh yeah. And and then she like dies. Yeah. And then uh, the then she wakes up out of a jolt, and the purple guy goes, "Well, fuck me." And she goes, "Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe." <laughs> oh my god, it's great. So, but uh, other than that, a very disappointing movie. The other one that I, we have on the list, uh, Continental Hot Sock. She goes, I don't want anything hot from you. <laughs> um, the oh. Netflix show Maniac, starring oh, Jonah Hill this and one. Emma I did Stone. Not watch this. I watched two episodes, and that's that was good enough for me. It was just a mess. The show was a mess. Um, and anyone who tells you it's good, um, they need good lessons because it's not okay. it's not good yeah. at all. Okay. Um, next, Ready Player One. Uh, disappointing to me. Maybe not people who read the book, but I, you know, I'm watching. I watched it again. It's on HBO now. But if you watch it right. again, um, uh, I just feel like if you're gonna have this this quest that uh, 20 years people can't figure out, and you figure it out basically in like a day, like that's yeah, that's not great. That's not great. Um, and again, not to draw comparisons to the book because I know they're completely different things, but it takes years for them to do that. Well, and I never even read the book, and so I went in really not knowing much about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, so I'll just take it for whatever it is. And I just did not – I was left like, all right, like all these references aren't going to save it. Like all these sweet, sweet references. I'm like, I don't care. And like, that's I just, it. I really did not like the movie. And that's it. it, it the book, it, it, there's references, but it, expl- it it's significant to the guy who created the games. So right. like in that way, there's like a connection there. And yeah. it's not just complete like member berries, which right. I feel like a lot of this was. So – so that's that. And then we move into Solo, which I found pretty entertaining, but I can see where people thought this was a huge yeah. mess. You know? Just a disappointment. Just because it's a Star Wars movie, you're, everybody's upset about Last Jedi. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people are upset about Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. You're like, all right, how is this going to go? Because this – now, don't get me wrong. It's not as bad as X-Men Origins Wolverine, but I think it's going to have the same end result where you're like, hey, now we're going to do all these solo characters and their origin stories, and this is going to be great. We're going to do Magneto. We're going to do, you yeah. know, who knows, Professor X. We're going to do all these characters. And then that movie comes out, and you're like, nah, we're not going to do that. And then so Solo comes out, and weren't we thinking, oh, you might get an Obi-Wan movie. You might get a Boba Fett movie. You might get all these ones. And then or a Lando this, movie, like, yeah. Yeah, or but this really should have been a Lando movie. Right, and I think you said you that in the podcast, like, too. I'm done. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, like um, or like a Yoda standalone movie or something like that. And I think those are scrapped now because they just don't. And I think the problem was, I think the kid who played uh, Han Solo is a good enough actor. I just think that he's not as good as Harrison Ford. And he yeah, doesn't he was have better the same. Than I thought he was going to be. But he doesn't have the same oomph that Harrison no. Ford did or, or no. the swagger that he that he had, um, which which kind of dragged still, it down. Do you think people are still in on Star Wars? Um, no, I, I honestly think that we've, we've might've, uh, we're on the down slope now with Star They're Wars. Like, start, like episode nine is going to really make or break it. 
Yeah, as and far I as think, like if you want to see any more movies. Yep, and I think at least for a while. I'm still in on the Mandalorian, the uh, the John Favreau yep. series. Yep. I'm still going to yep. watch that, and I think I, I have to get the Disney streaming service to actually get that. So yeah, I think everyone's going to have to get that. Yeah, that, that can also be in our goodie bag. <laughs> Absolutely, a subscription yeah. to Disney was it Plus. like Disney, Disney Plus? Plus. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see Sicario: Day of the Soldado. I just I know I liked the first one, and this got terrible reviews. Like nobody saw it. Nobody saw it, and I I you know the guy who did the first Sicario was a producer, but didn't write it or direct it. Um, I think it was Tyler Sheridan or something like that. I think the guy's mm-hmm. name is. Um, mm-hmm. But he's he's a kind of like a new up and coming like hotshot, and I think uh, it just kind of missed, um, which which sucks. But but whatever. Yeah. And then um, Super Troopers two, and I think people uh, uh, the boxers talked about this on their recent podcast. But and I agree with them that it was just more sad than it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really too bad. Like those guys, I like those guys a lot. The Broken Lizard guys. Yeah. Like going all the way back to I think it was Puddle Cruiser and then you know Super Troopers and Club Dread and even some of the ones that missed what was it Beer Fest Beer Fest I liked I like Beer Fest uh, the was it Slam and Salmon the one they did about Slam the restaurant and Salmon was not great it was not great but like I like those that group and you're like mm-hmm. all right maybe just make something else like you don't have to do Super Troopers so many years later I and think it that wasn't was it funny yeah. at all no was, I think they just it, they just waited too long you know. Yeah, and like, oh yeah, it was it was bad. So yeah. biggest disappointment. I don't know. What do I'm you, gonna give it to Happy Time. I, I had high expectations for Happy Time Murders, and it just didn't land. I'm gonna go with me. Ready Player One, mm-hmm. just because I didn't really know what to expect. But then I was like, like out of all the movies we did a standalone episode for, I think that may have been my least favorite movie. Therefore, Ready like, Player I, One, yeah. Yeah, just because, like, so those ones, I think we did 12, maybe, 12 standalones. So, obviously, we saw more movies, but those 12 were like, hey, these should be good, or at least people are going to see these, people are going to want to talk about these, and I was left, like, eh, with that. Yeah, I guess so. It's also kind of forgettable, too. Super forgettable. Like, not, like, you get Spielberg, you know, Ernie Klein, like, who wrote the book, is writing it, and you think it's going to be this big thing, and then just kind of, you know, eh. So, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to... Take that back, um, because I think my expectations for Happy Time Murders were so low that it couldn't be a disappointment. That's true. Um, but Ready Player One, I would say, for me, as a, as a big fan of the book, I would say that that was a, a huge dis- huge letdown. So that would well, be the biggest disappointment. Let's see, Ryan, if it's able to pull off a double dorky, because the next, uh, sort of similar to Biggest Disappointment, mm-hmm. but you know, with a, f- a couple of overlaps, but also some fresh ones in here, that would just straight up be the worst movie of 2018 the nominees are cloverfield paradox holmes and watson ready player one robin hood and super troopers 2 now the only ones in this list that i've seen are ready player one and super troopers 2 so i would say i don't think ready player one is a bad movie I think it was it was it could have been better, but it's not bad. It's still watchable, so I think it's safe. It does not going to do the double dorky here. I was just looking at my list of movies that I saw, so I included mm-hmm. it in my nominees. But you're right; it's not the worst. Now, Holmes and Watson, I have not seen. It's getting a comically low score on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and yeah. our our buddy Woody walked out. That and he's walked not the only the one. Like, there have been stories, or like people are like reporting that like that's a huge problem is like people are like walking out like halfway through. And we knew this. Now I picked it in the movie draft just cause I thought I saw Farrell and Riley and we got it really cheap, but yeah. 
when we saw the first preview, I was like, uh oh, because and we said it at the time. One of the jokes that they decided to put in the trailer was a kid looking at Will Ferrell saying, no shit, Sherlock. And I think Ugh. I don't know. And so there's there's rumors, too, that like Sony, they made this movie, wouldn't screen it for critics and were actually trying to like sell it to like Netflix. It's so bad. They were so, trying to just get yeah. rid of it. Um, yeah. And it, like you said, I don't know. Trash. You know, you have these two guys who um, like John C. Riley has uh, another movie coming out right now where like the Laurel and Hardy movie where it's supposed to it's getting like really good reviews and he's really good in it. Um, and it's just I don't know why anyone thought that this was like a good idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Terrible. Like, yeah, it's awful. Like, I just it's lazy. It's you know, it, it might just be like for Farrell and Riley, just like, all right, we'll get just together. To hang out. Who cares? You know? Um, yeah, but, it's like a um, but why even make that? I don't know. What's the Adam Sandler movies that it's just all him and his buddies? Uh, Grown Ups. Yeah, it's like grown-ups, basically. Yeah, we'll just, just like, hang out. We we'll just hang out. And, like, basically all Adam Sandler does is get paid vacations for, like, him and his family. Because, yeah. you know, does he need What's to up? film 50 first dates in Hawaii? Like, no. Well, you know, it makes sense. Th- I mean, you know, she lived there. So. <laughs> but she could have lived in, like, Missouri. <laughs> like, it wouldn't matter. She for sure could have lived in Cleveland. It would not have mattered. Yeah. But then Rob Schneider wouldn't have been able to play the guy that was able to, you know, work with whales. Just, like, shit. yeah, oddly racist. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Now, the worst movie I saw was Cloverfield Paradox. That was on Netflix. I was looking forward to it. That was one where they – remember, it was like, hey, it's a theater movie. And then they're like, psych. And they, they did a yeah. trailer during the Super Bowl. Right. And they were like, available now on Netflix or available immediately after the game or whatever they said. And I was like, what? See, I thought that was really funny because I forget who – someone took that in the uh, movie draft that wasn't us. Oh, and yeah. I, I laughed out loud when I saw it. Well, that in like- uh, Dundee. Oh yeah, Dundee, same with Dundee. Dundee. <laughs> Dundee's the worst movie. I loved, I loved Ten Cloverfield Lane. See, I, I liked Eleven. This. I liked Eleven Cloverfield, which happened across yeah, the street. Right across the street, stuff was a little mm-hmm. quieter there. They hated yeah. their neighbors. The whole thing, <laughs> except for Mary but, yeah, Elizabeth Winstead. Who, <laughs> that guy's who, uh, been in this basement there with that girl for a long yeah. time. Friend of the podcast, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You might want to call the authorities. You love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> I know so I'm, I'm going to say the answer is probably Holmes and Watson, but for movies that I've seen, it's it's Cloverfield. And don't sleep on uh, um, Robin Hood Robin either. Hood? I heard that was really bad too. It's a big dump. That's so they, I think Taron Egerton picked the wrong hood. He, he he was rumored to be attached to Red Hood. He went Robin Hood. Hood. Yeah, he, he would have been, been a great Red, Red Hood. Hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the biggest surprise in a good way. We're going to move on to the next category, which is yep. biggest surprise parentheses in a good way. Yes. Um, we have four nominees here as opposed to six. Um, those are Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, The Haunting of Hill House, Queer Eye, and Barry. Um, Into the Spider-Verse, I think we, in terms of like, we didn't know what this was going to be. Um, yeah, you just hear animated Spider-Man and you're like, I'll watch it. And, and you're I like, didn't realize well, it was going to yeah. be this good. And we were like, why? Like, why yeah, do I was, this? I was surprised. You know, and, and incredibly surprised that it was it was as good as it was. Right. Um, the Haunting of Hill House, I just kind of like threw on like on a, like I heard like some buzz about it, but like didn't really know what it was on Netflix show. And I'm like, it's around Halloween. I'll check it out or whatever. And was just like blown away about how much I enjoyed it. Um. Getting into Queer Eye, uh, this was recommended to me by several people. Um, I, I don't think you've watched this show, Richard. 
I have not. It is it is actually way better than you think it's going to be. It's not the old <laughs> formula uh, where it was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, where they took all these like you know big burly dudes and like you know uh, zhuzhed them up a little bit. Like it's actually dealing with more than just like straight guys. Uh, there's some women, there's some trans people on the show. So it's actually like, and it's deals with, um, more pressing issues than just like, you need to, you need to dress better. Um, so it's actually, it's actually very watchable and a very enjoyable show. And then, and a show that again, we thought was a good idea, but didn't really know how it was going to be is Barry. Oh my Um, God. Well, Bill Hader, we were obviously going to give it a chance because it's Bill Hader, but just how, it can go from like super funny to serious, like back and forth. And it doesn't feel like weird about it. Like it's just, it was really well done. Yeah. I think, I think we'll have more on Barry as we go on in the, the awards. I think, I think Barry, um, might warrant its own, you know, standalone episode down the road. Um, yeah, it could, yeah. It, but I, I honestly, like, I think the biggest surprise to me, like I was not prepared for how good spider verse was going to be. Yeah, that's that's it for me. I mean, and it blew me away. It absolutely yeah, blew me away. Spider Verse, biggest surprise in a good mm-hmm. way. In a good way. In a good way. All right, Ron. The next dorky goes to the sweetest blank action. The sweetest blank action. The nominees, of course, sweet dino action that we saw in Jurassic <laughs> World: Fallen Kingdom. The sweet puppet action that we saw in Happy Time Murders. The sweet fish action we saw in Aquaman. The sweet axe. Action, 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 action from Mandy. <laughs> yep. The sweet snap action from Avengers Infinity War. The sweet bathtub action in A Star is Born. And then, of course, you had to include sweet sweaty action, Venom, Tom Hardy. He's just so sweaty in that movie. He was sweaty. He was a bit sweaty a lot of times. Yeah, he had a parasite. So what I, do you think? I, I got to go Fallen Kingdom here. I think the sweet dino action took on a life of its own and it describes that movie to a T. I'm going to go sweet dino action too. As contentious as that is, I think <laughs> you defending, you know, sweet act, some sort of action. The one that got yes. the most play was dino action for sure. Um, but don't sleep on this, the, the bathtub action in the star is born. There's some great bathtub scenes. I'll go back and check that out. Yeah. Ryan, are you, well, we have one more movie award to give out sure. and we'll get on to some TV stuff. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. I was I, I I passed out for a second. Uh, so That's the fine. most anticipated 2019 movie: uh, Avengers: Endgame, Captain Marvel, Glass, Joker, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and the aforementioned Us. Jordan Peele's Us. And there's um, some really good ones left. Really off good this ones. List. 19 yeah. is going to be a better year at the movies than 18 was, is my which opinion. is incredible to think about, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of this, like my most anticipated movie of 2019. Uh, surprisingly, is Captain Marvel. No, it's not. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell oh you why. Oh, my God. I'll tell Over you. Endgame? Well, listen. Endgame, all of that hinges on how good Captain Marvel is. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Captain yes, Marvel does. could just be people farting for two hours, and then you'd still go see Endgame, and you'd love Endgame. But I think she's going to play a significant role in Endgame, so if that movie stinks or she stinks, like it's going to be a detriment to Endgame. So no, I think in not. terms of I'm going to see Endgame regardless, but the one I'm well, watching most closely is Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel, I, I agree with you that it'll bother. If it doesn't make sense, it's going to bother me. Like if they don't explain mm-hmm. why they didn't call her sooner, or if they don't like explain like how she ties in and how she knows Fury and all this other stuff. And you know, how come he's never told anybody about her, all that stuff. If they don't do that, it's going to drive me nuts. But 
even that's not going to derail Endgame. They it's have not, that thing set up so it's well. Not, I, I understand, but like you have to like you see you get what I'm saying though, right? Like this a well, lot know, of and it, it and it comes out before it. Obviously, this is mm-hmm. going to be a March movie. Endgame's in in May, so you're going to have to see both. But I don't know. I like, twist if, my if arm. I know I'm going to have to see both. Poor me, right? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. I don't know how Endgame can't be the. It's of course the most anticipated movie is Endgame. Yeah, but again, I think a lot of it hinges on well, Mar- what yeah, happens Captain in Captain Marvel. Marvel. But so, and then, and then Far From Home is the only other MCU movie scheduled. So they have three MCU movies. We have all of them on our list. Joker will be interesting. Joaquin Phoenix playing Joker in a standalone Joker movie. Uh, Glass, which is coming out pretty soon. I'm excited about. And then we already talked about Us. So it's a good list. And again, um, I think, I think Glass, Glass, and Joker, Glass and Joker are like a coin yeah. flip. Yeah. Like you don't know like how those are going to be. They could be great. Surprise. They could be awful. I'm surprised you didn't have Shazam on your list. I do not. I do not. I want nothing to do with Shazam. Oh, all right. Okay. And I, I'm kind of pissed because we're going to have to do a standalone episode for it, and I'm kind of pissed yeah, we about are. it. And it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also excited about, even though I thought it was slightly overrated a year ago, I am looking forward to It Chapter 2. I am looking forward to that. Um, yeah. But again, that's hater. a movie my, my wife refuses to watch, so I'm going to have to see that by myself, which I'm actually not looking forward to. Hmm. Yeah, it's scary. It's scary. Point. Yeah. All right, Ryan, let's get on to television, shall we? And we split these up between just on your, your regular TV and Netflix. So mm-hmm. the first is just simply the best TV show. And it really goes to show we, we watch so much more Netflix TV than we do regular TV. Yeah. We only have four nominees for this. Uh, all good choices. Barry, Better Call Saul, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Riverdale. Now, these are all, obviously, these are all shows that, had episodes this year so like we could put we can't really put rick and morty on this because rick and morty didn't have any new shows this year right um right right right. and like i thought westworld i bailed on westworld i thought it was disappointing oh it wasn't Um, good westworld wasn't good um i'm trying to think what else like the walking dead i stopped watching people have told me it's not bad this year so maybe i'll go back uh i mean maybe i could put arrow on here preacher maybe which one preacher maybe Oh yeah, preacher. Yeah, you know what, preacher. I, I wouldn't hate if that was on the. Yeah, but add that to the list then. Um, but again, I mean, I think I think it's the top two pretty clearly. The top two. It's always sunny. Had its best se- one of its best seasons in recent memory this year. Um, there were some really funny episodes in this season. It's always sunny. Um, but again, you're talking about Better Call Saul, which is I thought was going to be like a complete throwaway show, which has kind of taken on a life of its own. It was um, really good. It's incredibly year. good. And yeah. then, but I, I would say out of all of these, like my Barry. favorite show to watch is Barry. Barry's the best show. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll give Barry. Cause you know why yeah, Richard? Why is that? Cause you're watching Barry and you had a good time. Cause you had a good time. Oh, you we'll had, get to him. But you had a good time. <laughs> we'll get to him. <laughs> so Barry. Uh, yeah. Barry best Netflix show. Meanwhile, tougher, and there's even- tougher, this is much tougher. So we have six nominees for Best Netflix Show 2018. American Vandal Season 2, Big Mouth Season 2, Daredevil Season 3, Glow Season 2, The Haunting of Hill House, and Making a Murderer Season 2. Uh, for me, for me, for you, dog, um, yeah. I think Big Mouth Season 2 was my favorite Netflix show of this year. I would give it to Big Mouth as well. I, I really enjoyed the Daredevil season. I might even put Daredevil. 
I could I could make an argument for those two. The other ones were all good, but I think Big Mouth and Daredevil stood out. If I had to like go back and rewatch them, or just the most enjoyable were those two. And for me, this is Netflix's Netflix's sweet spot is is the show, not the movies. Oh, for sure. Um, They need to work on you know developing like original content like this, which is which is incredible. I think Big Mouth was incredible, Uh, um, and Big Mouth season two is really good. Glow is. Super funny, super uh, smart, and I think a, a, just a really good show. Um, and American Vandal had a little bit of a dip, so that got canceled. Um, but a, a very watchable season. Hill House, as we you know, I loved. Uh, Making a Murderer, I was a little bit eh on. Um, so it was just kind of rehashing. Actually, I actually, yeah, I watched more recently than all the other ones, even though it's been out for a little while. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have as much juice as the first one as far as, like, attention. Like, people were talking about the first one like crazy. Uh, I, we had our resident dork attorney, uh, Nicole, on. We did a standalone episode on the first season of Making a Murder on Dork. The second season, I don't know if people were th- – those who were really into it were maybe, like, keeping up with it in real time anyway. You know, like, look, listen, whereas that – the first season came kind of out of nowhere. People got so just dove in. And then these two guys are still in prison. But what was interesting – was the lawyers that each one of them had. Stephen Avery's new lawyer, Kathleen mm-hmm. um, Zellner, has gotten like a bunch of people out of jail, like people that have been in, in prison for years and years and years. She's gotten them out. She was so impressive. So she was really fun to watch. And then even Brendan Dassey's two attorneys were both from Northwestern, both like geniuses, and like they were doing everything they that they could. So the lawyers really took on more of a – centerpiece for this season so i liked it it just didn't get nearly the amount of attention as the first season and like you said the more it went on the more i think that like steve you, you left season one thinking like Stephen avery is like clearly innocent and these people are just out to get him this season you're kind of like i don't no, know i no i disagree i think he i think he's innocent um i i've 100 percent think brendan dassey's innocent. that's what i was gonna say my next point was like he's that kid had sure nothing innocent. to do with it Avery, I'm pretty sure is, and the ones, the most interesting, uh, who else it could have been, is Teresa Hallbach's ex boyfriend, who yep. I remember during the first season being like, something's up with this guy. Uh, There's also her roommate, which was like another dude that I guess she she may have had a relationship with at one point. Mm-hmm. But then Brendan Dassey's brother Bobby, and Brendan Dassey's stepdad Scott, who you never saw in the first season, right? I don't think you saw him much. You see him a ton in the second season. Yeah. But Bobby Dassey, they did a search, not to turn this into a Making a Murderer episode, but yeah. they did, they like got all the stuff that he searched for on his computer. And it is just the worst shit. Yeah, you it's don't like, want that. It's like all like preteen, like porn stuff and like, like mutilated bodies. It's like this guy. Like it's just a, what a killer would be looking up, exactly. or like a like or a guy that's just not all there, like it's just right. like a, a sickness, and like and and the defense team at the time didn't know that in the first trial, so and he was one of the guys that said that like Stephen Avery was with Teresa Hallbach and like some like so he was a big part of the prosecution, yes. And so anyway, that's the whole thing, but so it was, it was I would go back and watch it. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is the innocent man. That is also on Netflix right now. John Grissom, it's actually the only nonfiction book he has ever written is about these murders that took place in Oklahoma in the 80s. Yeah, so I saw and that. God, and it, I wanted it's good. to check it out. It's only six episodes. Yeah. I liked it. Mm-hmm. 
I'll check that out. But yeah, so going back to this, uh, Big Mouth, probably number one, then maybe Daredevil would be the oh, best yeah. Netflix show. Absolutely. So, All right, Ryan, what's the next one? The best character from a TV show. Now, this spans both cable, basic cable and Netflix and HBO. So all of these things. Um, we have a very at the very top of the list, Coach Steve uh, from yeah. Big Mouth, uh, voiced by Nick Kroll. Uh, Rhea Seahorn, Rhea Seahorn uh, Kim Wexler from Better Call Saul. Uh, Henry Winkler from Barry. Uh, Gene Consonant, is that how you say Consonant, right? I think it's Consonant, but you had a good time. <laughs> uh, Sam Sylvia, played by Mark Marin in Glow. Um, Daredevil slash Matt Murdock played by Charlie Cox and Madeline Petch from Riverdale, Cheryl Blossom. Yeah, Cheryl. Which you know I don't watch, so awesome. you can you can take that one. But uh, oh, she's incredible. She turned into she, first of all, she is um, very attractive. Sure, if that's if that's important to you. That's not. She it's is, not. You know, I'm it more may about, not be. It's it not. shouldn't be the most important thing, but just at first glance, you would be taken aback by what she looks like. But then she turned into like a badass. She's like an archer, and she's just like. She is sweet. So you do like your bows and arrows. So I'll I give do. You that. Yep, mm-hmm. she would fit right in. She's like a Katniss Everdeen out there. <laughs> I think it's probably Coach Steve might oh, be the best character. God. I thought Kim Wexler, um, and then also honorable mention uh, Amy Adams and Sharp Objects were probably the best acted characters I saw. Uh, but come on, man, Coach Steve, Coach Steve. make it make Coach it thick Steve. in the warm. Coach Steve, but then you also all deserving on this list would be Coach Steve's hormone monster. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, that was pretty good. Thank you. That was good. I, when he goes really high, I can do that one. Yeah, see, I go the other way. I go the gro- the growling. Yeah, the bad stuff. Had to do it one more time. <laughs> I tried. To, I did. My 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 wife hates that. Oh yeah. Hey, like the face she gives me when I'm just like walking around going, it's okay, bottle. <laughs> not a fan. Let's just leave it at that. It's your best impression. Oh. It's your best, that's your best impression. <laughs> I go, I can do that or a Bane. She's like, just get out of my face. Just leave. <laughs> leave the house. <laughs> Ryan, the most, and we're getting down to the final few awards here. The most anticipated television show 2019. This list is insane. Um, yeah. Let's start out. We got American Gods, The Boys. Game of Thrones, True Detective, Stranger Things, and Watchmen. Whew. That's crazy. And then yeah. that also leaves out like The Punisher, and there's a, there's a few other ones that uh, well are definitely yeah. worth, worthy of being on. I there. think but we're to I me, think we're leave one Punisher stands alone. Yeah, I think we're gonna leave Punisher and Jessica Jones off because we already know they're canceled. So <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. True. Um, yeah, I. I I'm looking forward to all of these shows. Um, I am. The boys is going to be really good. I think. Um, yeah, but, it's got a good cast. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you mess with Game of Thrones? Right. That's like, it. That that's to me far and away. Like when I look at 2019 for me, it's Avengers Endgame, Game of Thrones, and everything else. I love American Gods. I think True Detective is going to make a huge comeback this year. Because yeah. um, I'm told that uh, while Mahershala Ali is the head guy in the show, that McConaughey and Woody Harrelson might actually be in this one too. Oh, that'd be amazing! That'd be great because it goes back to like the '80s again. So those okay. guys might actually be in it. Awesome. Um, and Watchmen, I'm cautiously optimistic about, but I don't know how good that's going to be. Yeah, who knows? So who knows? Although it is Damon Lindelof, so yeah. Um, but come on, I mean, Game of Thrones is like people have been Thrones, waiting for this for years. Thrones. It has to be fronts. For sure. Mm -hmm. 
All right, Ryan, let's get to the video games here. So the video games, so best video games, I mean, I have four on the list. I mean, these are like your AAA, AAA games. Um, and these are the ones that I, I, I've played, obviously. So I'm going to add two here. So um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, okay. Fallout 76, Dead Cells, God of War, Red Dead 2, and Spider-Man. Um, these are the games that I played that I very much well one one I enjoyed less than the others that being Fallout 76 I didn't I thought that was a, a bit of a disappointment um but to me uh, this was this was an interesting year in video games where um multiplayer w- the the best games weren't multiplayer games um they were single right. player narrative driven games which in this day and age is, is, is hard to believe that the best games were single player games, but the best of them, um, while Spider-Man has the fun factor for me, I think God of war was the best game I played this year. Oh, okay. Um, you need to play it. Like you, it's, it's a war. All right. uh, You need to play it. Um, and it's not something that you, I would say like, I didn't even like streaming it because it was such like, so immersive that like I was playing it, and like found my, I think I streamed it a couple times, but like wasn't talking the entire time, like yeah, wasn't interacting with anybody because I was yeah. just so sucked in. Answer like it was my just question. Yeah, so I'm like, like no, oh, sorry. No. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Great. Um, but I was like listening to what they were saying and um, what the story was doing and all that. It was super, super good game. Um, yeah, so immersive, so well done. Um, has to be God of War for me. Nice. I mean, I didn't play God of War, so Spider-Man I thought was the best. I love Spider-Man. Spider-Man was so much fun. I wish I didn't play it as quickly. Like, I just, yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. hammered that thing away. But it was it was awesome. It was so well done. And even even with people saying, well, it's a lot like the Batman games. All right, fine. The Batman games are also the best. So I was good with it. So, uh, by the way, the video, I think you can get, they have the uh, Rocksteady Arkham Trilogy on PlayStation Network now for like 20 bucks. That's awesome. Which so yeah so if you so need a game that. get that yeah all right Ryan admittedly the uh, out of the main four kind of genres or topics or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it movies TV video games and comic books comic books usually gets left out and one of the reasons is and that's why this probably isn't a great list uh, we're doing best comic book or graphic novel from 2018 is because I really read stuff and I think you do the same where I'll kind of wait for the collected edition. And so I'm always like a few years behind. Yeah, comics. right. Yeah. And so, you know, because a lot of people who listen to us, I'm sure, get their weekly ones. Like they, they, they subscribe to whatever. They go to their local comic book shop and they're like, I got to get this one. They read each issue and that's great. But like I'm reading stuff from like years ago still. So these are some of the ones that I've read and a couple that I've just heard so many good things about. But best comic or graphic novel uh, saga is still going on by Brian K. Vaughn. Saga is incredible. Uh, the Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing. People love The Immortal Hulk. Mm-hmm. Mr. Miracle by Tom King. Tom King, great writer. X-Men Grand Design. I would even add X-Men Red if you're looking for an X-Men thing too. Uh, Beautiful Canvas, which you added on there. I added. I actually, it's the one one I've actually, again, like you said, I think it was a, it, it became a collection in 2018. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll work it in a second that's fine yeah and then one that i'm just gonna add it because this was one that i was keeping up with at the beginning and then i've sort of bailed on it and i'll probably go back later but this was the year of the doomsday clock 
and I was really hoping it was going to be better than it was. I just wanted to include it here. We haven't talked about it too much, but that's where they sort of brought in the Watchmen characters with the traditional DC characters. There's been some good moments, but overall kind of eh. Um, I am reading Red Hood and the Outlaws, like the rebirth stuff yep. that, that's been ongoing. So that's pretty good. There was some like dark metal was out there that people liked. Some of it was good. Some of it was whatever. Uh, the Batman who laughs and, and stuff like that. But I think you can't go wrong with Saga. And then I've heard all kinds of good things about Mr. Miracle. Yeah, I've heard. All, and again, X-Men Grand Design was actually a pretty cool title. So Ed, I think the guy's name is Ed Pisker. Like put this, put together like you have the X-Men have been around for 60 years. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Which is crazy. And so what he did is he took all of like the lore and took everything that, that kind of went in in like six decades of X-Men and like streamlined it. So it's like an oral history of X-Men, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of a cool idea. And it looks he, – he, it was done in such a way where it's kind of like the old style X-Men and old style comics, um, which was really cool. But the one that I – that stuck out for me was Beautiful Canvas. And it's basically like – we've all seen Kill Bill, right, where you have – right. Um, uh, Uma Thurman's character, the bride. Um, and you know, you have this scene where she finds out that she's pregnant and then basically mm-hmm. like her life changes in that moment. And the beautiful canvas is that basically that story. Um, but, uh, in like graphic novel form where it's like, you have this, these hit woman, uh, who finds out that her girlfriend is pregnant and then Ooh. she becomes like this, like protector. But there's also like some really gruesome violence and really cool, like uh, uh, things that happen. Um, you know, pyrokinetic assassins, and you know, it, it's completely off the wall, but actually a very well done um, graphic novel. So if you're into like nice. kind of outside the box, um, not canon graphic novels, which I typically tend towards more those. Um, yeah. And like you said, like Saga is kind of the same way. Um, it's That's not great. following any. It's great. So uh, uh, definitely check that out. And if you haven't yeah. read The Boys, uh, read The Boys. And I've, I'm told uh, Scott Snyder's Twitter that Witches and American Vampire are coming back this year. That's so, amazing. So we're, get ready for great. that. Just waiting for that American Vampire movie. But I know. Yeah. That'll be something else. Yeah. Who would you, who would you cast as Skinner Sweet? Uh, my pick... Uh, right off the top of my head would be Ben Foster. Oh, yeah, I can see Ben Foster doing that. Um, and or uh, if you Timothy wanted to Oliphant. go, he would be great. Yeah, I think he's not he's not mean and uh, like not crazy um, enough. Mm, yeah, because remember Skinner Sweet good. starts as like a crazy homicidal maniac kind of like a Billy the Kid kind of character. Yeah, I'm trying to think like you need someone kind of gruff too. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Anyway. Tom Hardy for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, what else we got here? So um, my favorite category is our, our favorite hashtag dork episode topic of this year. Um, yes. We get, so we get some good ones. This isn't, I, I say, best episode. That is up to the listener. This yep. is more just favorite topic that we did. So we have, in no particular order, um, Actually, this is in order. So episode 47, high school CD collection. Yep, episode classic. 60, hockey movies. Yes. Episode 66, best New England beers. Um, episodes 82 and 83, which were the high school slash college movies. Yes, back to back. Uh, number 90, Scream franchise. And number 97, Spider-Verse. So what do you got for yes. these ones? Uh, I liked the high school CD collection because I didn't know how it was going to go. I was like, I don't know if people are going to care. And 
They did. Oh, and as a, as an aside, last check, the three most downloaded episodes of 2018 mm-hmm. probably are no surprise. Uh, number one was our review of Avengers Infinity War. Yep. Number two was our preview of Avengers Infinity War. And then number three, do you want to take a stab at what the third most downloaded I think I, I think I know what it is, but it's going to piss me off if that's what it is. So you say it. No, it's not Jurassic World. No, it's not Jurassic World. No, it was, believe it or not, this surprised me. It was uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, oh I thought that you were going to say New England Beers. Oh, no, no, no. Which New is England the one. Is a good one. Yeah, that it was, was great. It was great. It was know, awesome. Listen, I know you weren't a part of it, Ryan, and, <laughs> but that's because you don't drink beer. That's yeah, true. It's not, but not it by choice. It was just some. It was something different, so I thought it was a, it was a fun episode uh, with with Woody and with JD. Yeah, uh, that was fun. But no, it was it was solo. So people, that's why I was curious. I'm like, do people still like Star Wars? But I think part of it was we were pretty critical of it, and they're like, all right. You yeah, know, I know great. it was it was something I enjoyed, um, but definitely saw the saw the cracks um, for yeah. sure. Um, but I would say what my was favorite best? was the the high school CD collection one. Uh, anytime, the, anytime the I can talk about music and talk about like yeah. just how different our musical tastes are, I think I think those are the ones those are the episodes that I really like. Um, not one that kind of appeal to an audience, but ones that like we just enjoy talking about. Um, yeah. I still think to this day uh, the King of Kong episode. Is our yeah, best one is our best one only because you and I liked it so much. And I think that really came through. And I think the same right. thing was kind of true with the high school CD collection one is that in that I cared so much about those CDs at the time and looking back through them, like brought yeah. all those things back up. So I was super excited to talk about it. And I think that actually came through like in the episode. Yeah, I think that was good, too. Like a, a lot of our listeners, like I'm, I'm sure we definitely have listeners that are a lot younger than us and a lot older than us but a lot of them especially a lot of the ones that we've met are all kind of in our age range so those mm-hmm. those cds brought them back too be like oh my yeah. god i had that or I, I listened to that i listened to that so that was a good one so anytime i can our, yeah yeah anytime i can bring up jeff buckley in a conversation or uh okay computer <laughs> like i will jump at that chance now awards that we didn't do ryan these would be like ones that could be you know given out before the actual award show but mm-hmm. Just ones that come to mind. Speaking of high school CD collection, best soundtrack of the year. There were some good ones. Black Panther had an unbelievable soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, Spider Verse had a great soundtrack. I know people love the uh, A Star Is Born soundtrack. Yeah, I think uh, it's got to be between. Uh, it has to be. Oof. That's tough. I want to give know. it. I want to give I it could, to Black Panther, to, but uh, yeah, I could, I could listen to either one just all the way through. Stars Born is good. so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody. If you just want to listen to Queen, you just songs. listen. You just listen to Queen. You know, <laughs> just listen to Queen. One I thought best cameo. I don't know. If, I guess this would technically be a cameo or a surprise. Uh, when when Red Skull appeared in Infinity War, that, that was pretty my good. Socks off. I uh, like that one. Brad Pitt in Deadpool two was another yep, good one. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's, um, defi- that's definitely the one. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty good. Cause you know, it came out Dazzler? of nowhere. Or what was he? Yeah, something. He the- I forget. He's the invisible guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the most rewatchable rewatchable movie or TV? Doesn't matter. Yeah. I've started, yeah, I mean, yeah. I started watching big mouth again. Um, yeah. I just definitely rewatched started it. at season one. I just started season one. I just like, let it play. Um, that's pretty good. In terms of movies, I would say my most rewatchable, I think I've watched, um, 
Infinity War came out on Netflix Christmas Day, and I've already watched it twice. Yeah, I was going to say, Infinity War is pretty goddamn rewatchable. Because now, well, now, given that, like, I'm gearing up for the next one, so I'm, like, looking at things, and I'm reading stuff on the internet, and people are like, oh, watch for this, and, you know, I'm definitely, you know, going back and watching that again, so. And so we'll do a, we'll do a, a commentary, or, like, a watch-along at some point. We'll figure that out. We'll do that. Uh, most forgettable movie? Ready Player One. Yeah, I agree. Ready Just Player a complete, complete non-factor. But there was also there was like a bunch of movies. It was funny when I was going through like kind of my rankings of them. Was like Infinity War and Spider Verse were like up top, and then even like you know I, I like Black Panther and Deadpool two and Ant Man. But then there was a bunch like that were all the same to me. Like Solo, Jurassic World, Halloween, Aquaman, Venom. It was like just a pile. Like they out of those five or six, like any one of them could be the best, or any one yeah. of them could be the worst. Right. But all right. That's that's a so lot. Those, that's, that's a whole lot of awards. Those are your Pretty dorkies. Good. There you go. Congratulations <laughs> to all the winners. Another successful edition of the dorkies. Ryan, should we get to the pick of the pod? Please, let's do that. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Kick, receive, defer, or you may defend a goal. I will kick this time. All right, I will receive. Uh, maybe you have already seen this out there on uh, at Dork Podcast. We retweeted this out. But uh, our buddy Jason Rossi, who I work with, he has his Rossi on Wrestling podcast, and his co-host, Billy D, put together an animated version of the Ballad of <laughs> BoJack Horsehorse, and it was incredible. <laughs> he took like a minute of it. He has this whole animated thing where you see BoJack, then you see fucking not BoJack show up later on. It's really well done. It's in our Twitter. You can find it. Um, Hilarious. We're, maybe I'll try to put it up on the YouTube at some point too. But it's yeah, really, throw it up there really for well sure. Done. Yeah, for so sure. Throw that up. I there. would recommend that. Um, for me, pick of the podcast. Um, one of the things we talked about: best stand-up specials, which could have been in our, our favorite uh, dork episodes yep, as well. I forgot about too. that one. Um, I mentioned, I think, in that episode, Sam Kinison, and I think the people at Netflix are like tapped into my shit um, because Must they're be. actually um, they released uh, live in Vegas a Sam Kinison. Um, stand-up special from way back in the day. Um, so if you're into stand-up comedy and people just screaming, um, check out <laughs> check out Sam Kinison and being like super, super funny. So um, check you know that out for sure. Me of, you know who was obviously inspired by him? Remember when the grandpa in House of a Thousand Corpses was d- telling jokes? Oh, yeah. That's exactly like a Sam Kinison like, rip-off. That's just what he was doing. Just like, screaming just in like- people's faces? <laughs> yeah. Um, but super funny guy, uh, super talented, and uh, pick of the pod because he, you know, he's been dead a long time, but um, yeah, long time. Uh, died at a very young age in a car accident. So, Oof. yeah, so um, check that out for sure. A, ending on a downer. Uh, yeah, you know, sorry. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny, though. Check out Sam Kinison live in Vegas. You'll love it. You'll hey, love it. Next week, Ryan, we're going to preview all of the movies that you need to see or at least be aware of. Coming up this year, 2019. It's going to be a great year. We already went through the most anticipated ones. That was only like six. We're going to get to a yeah. whole bunch more. There are a lot a more. Great year in movies. Yeah. Also, Ryan, the week after that, I think we may do an episode, a standalone episode on Black Mirror Bandersnatch. But yeah, we're going to we're going to check out Bandersnatch. I think it's worth mentioning. Um, I think it's different. Way, it's different. It's a choose your own adventure. So even if you're someone like me who doesn't even like Black Mirror. Go check out uh, Banner Snatch. It's on Netflix right now. And if you like Black Mirror, I'm sure you've already seen it. So I think it's worth us discussing. Uh, I'm interested to, to hear what you think about it. Uh, I've already watched it. 
Um, I'm also halfway through Bird Box. I know that was the other big Ugh. phenomenon over the last week or two. Speaking of biggest disappointments. All right. Well, I'm not done yet, but I, I we'll see. But we'll, we'll, the standalone will definitely be about Bandersnatch. Maybe we can bring up Bird Box as well. Uh, but yeah, Netflix has been at the very least, they have a lot of content. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that we at dork podcast don't really appreciate is hype. Um, and I think, uh, that's uh, yeah. the problem with bird box, you know? Yeah. It was hyped up pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 you, know. you can rate review and subscribe on the iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We read those reviews. They warm our heart. Well, at least some of them do. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Dork Podcast, YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. You, of course, can email us anytime, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. And Ryan Davey, be twitching. Be twitching. Um, yeah, at Arvon D, to twitch.tv backslash Arvon D, Arvon D on any and all social media. And please check out any and all of our uh, sponsorships and people who can get you, can get you a discount um, just by dropping my name. So please check them out. This is the first of uh, what will be many great episodes in 2019. This is what I've already been told will be the year of Hashtag Dork. Oh, I can't wait. Another perfect episode, Ryan. I'll talk to you very soon. And God bless. Hashtag, it's the Hashtag Dork Podcast. Shut up.